Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Hi, my name is Kate T. Dembinski Flynn. I'm uh, the wife of a veteran, and I'm currently in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, visiting, but I live in Grimes, Iowa. The first scripture for today is Psalm 119, 9 through 16. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. The second reading is Exodus 21 through 21. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. The 
third reading is James 1, 2 through 8. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Here ends the reading. Good morning and welcome to the sixth Monday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Our co-host this morning was Kate Dembinski, and she's read from uh, Psalm 119, Exodus 20, and James 1. And although uh, James 1 has uh, one of my favorite topics, trials and and faith and testing and endurance, um, the Exodus reading is kind of a big deal. Um, This is the Exodus version of the Ten Commandments. There's also a version in the book of Deuteronomy. Um, And there's not a whole lot of context in this passage. It only uh, kind of, it only steps outside God telling Moses what these Ten Commandments are in verses 18 to 21. And it's it's difficult to tell kind of what's going on other than that um, the, the people were pretty shook that, you know, there's this, uh, thick darkness and uh, they're kind of afraid and Moses says don't worry God's just here to um, instill awe in you so that you don't sin um, but the bulk of it is the Ten Commandments it's this thing that maybe I know I, I learned about in Sunday school and it's one of the major things that you know when you ask about either what the Old Testament is about or maybe the Bible as a whole um, the Ten Commandments come up because they're they're simple, they're straightforward. There's ten of them, um, and uh, although different traditions um, enumerate them differently, I know like I used to think that the sixth commandment was the killing one, but that's actually only for like Protestants. The Catholic uh, Bible doesn't have, or the the Catholic version, they number it differently, and then you know Jewish tradition has it kind of different. Um, but there are always ten, and they are, wherever you encounter them, they're very simple. There's some explanation of some of them, like, um, you know, don't misuse God's name, and then there's a reason, because God won't acquit anyone who misuses God's name. Um, but others are just kind of like, just don't do it, like uh, murdering, committing adultery, stealing, false witness. So they're easy to remember, and they're also this pivotal time in the life of the people of Israel. This is their constitution. Um, This is, um, historically, um, this is when they become uh, the Jewish people. Um, Before then, I can't remember the rationale behind it, but um, I know of the uh, scholarly tradition, and also when uh, Laura and I were living in Baltimore in a Jewish neighborhood, we would... I don't know, we would chat with our Jewish neighbors sometimes and and every now and then when we when we got into like religious issues that was this is a time when it was like 
Abraham's family and descendants, and then all of a sudden now is when they become Jewish, quote-unquote Jewish. I can't remember what that was, um, but part of it is this kind of constitution-like um, foundation. These are the laws upon which the rest of Judaism and Christianity kind of have been built. Um, and it makes me think of monastic communities as well, because even the last part where it talks about fearing God, um, the, the words that we translate into fear from um, Hebrew and Greek are a little bit more complicated. Fear is not not simply, oh my goodness, I'm afraid because of what you can do to me, but I am, I am in awe, I am amazed, um, I am kind of trembling at this thing that I am um, witnessing. Um, and the, the commandments also have that same kind of, you know, kind of top-down mentality. Uh, you can think of them as, look, just do this thing. And as a parent and as a, a kid, someone's child, I remember how, how little I gave a shit about commandments. Like, I want to know that the commandment or the rule is just. I want to know that I have some say in it, um, even though sometimes I don't. Um, but I brought the monastic communities um, because they, they also had their own rule. Uh, in, in Latin, it was called the regula. And rule uh, was um, evocative of a ruler, a measurement. This is how we measure our lives. This is how you can... This is how you um, are, are called a member of this community. And the hospitalers have a rule. Um, there's also the Benedictine rule. There's the Pacomian rule. And Pacomius, of course, is a, a veteran himself. And in the military, we have all these rules and regulations and guidelines that mark us as a community, whether that's a haircut, uniform, you know, how we address one another, um, these rules, these measures of who we are, um, the, uh, the people of faith have that too. And it begins here with uh, the, uh, the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, the Ten Sayings, or the Ten Words. Um, and so maybe you're not uh, you know, a member of a monastic community. Maybe you're not a, a member of the military, former member of the military, but you have a rule that you live by. You have beliefs and structures and expectations of yourself or expectations that other people put on you, and maybe you agree to abide by them. Um, consider what your rule is, your measure of life, um, what you say you believe, and how people can assess whether or not you are true to yourself. It isn't always spoken, um, but people typically will know. Maybe you tell one another, tell your friends, look, I don't want to be on my phone 24-7. And if you're not on your phone 24-7, they know that you're true to that rule that you have for yourself. But if you are, they know that you are not true to yourself. It's a way of understanding, of assessing people, um, a, a rule, a way that we create for ourselves or we agree to be um, held accountable to by entering into these communities, whether it's the Jewish community, Christian community, monastic communities, military communities. And unfortunately... We don't always live up to that. Um, we don't always live up to our own expectations and the expectations that we've told others that they can have upon us. Um, and so a good rule uh, will have um, ways built into them 
that um, members can be brought back into the fold. Um, because without some kind of measure, without some kind of boundaries or um, structure on a community, you don't really have a community. You have just a bunch of people who want to be together, which is great. Um, but you don't have a rule. You don't have a community, really, unless you have boundaries outside, which uh, there are others that aren't expected to live by the same um, measures and, um, and rules. So consider what your rule is. Consider what your, the expectations you've put on yourself and others have put on you at your invitation. And think about how you're doing, how you can improve and, and be more in line with the rules and the, the measurements and the structures that you've adopted for yourself. It's sometimes difficult because we want to believe the best about ourselves and sometimes the best is the ideal and, it's, and we're not quite there yet and it's hard to... Um, it's hard to acknowledge when we might be outside our own communities. Um, but I encourage us all to think about that and um, live in, in awe and trembling of uh, these communities that give us life and ask of us certain things to make sure that we live life to the fullest as, as, as these communities um, have, have understood themselves. Prayer for the Christian Community, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, hear our prayers for this Christian community. Strengthen the faithful, arouse the careless, and restore the penitent. Grant us all things necessary for our common life, and bring us all to be of one heart and mind within your holy church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>